Extreme and Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view and special in between. We are fresh out of Guilty of Charge 1999. We have a new world champion. The triple threat have imploded again. Terry Funk and Dreamer have imploded again. I'm joined with Jay. How are you doing, Jay? Again. Again. Yeah, doing all right. It's it's um <laughs> it's 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 yeah, crazy stuff going on. Um and we're doing this roughly um the anniversary of uh, Barely Legal, aren't we? In the archives, yeah, in the archives. It's uh, it's crazy. It's obviously um yeah, thank you for everyone who's been tagging us in the um, the Barely Legal like tweets. It's um seriously appreciated. I you know, we sort of said on one that Obviously, I remember the RVD promo being a sort of a hidden gem in the, in the standouts of that show. Mm. Uh, obviously, the matches you sort of know eliminates Dudley's is great. Um, Shane Douglas, if you want to see some white heat. Um, obviously, Taz versus Sabu, thirty billion yeah. years in the making. Yeah. Uh, Terry Funk, loads of great things in that show. Um, I want to say it's on the network, but I don't know if it is. So. Depends where you are, I think. If you're if you're in the UK or worldwide and haven't been peacocked, then it might still be. Um, yeah, if if you are peacocked, then then who knows what you've got left? Didn't say that. And WWE did tweet about it, which um, seemed to piss off Taz. But yeah, yeah. Well, they 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 did a, um, a an interesting. T- I mean, it was a very good tweet. You know, it's twenty four years ago yesterday that. Yeah. Um, you know, they 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 had their first pay per view, um, but they they tagged um, RVD, Lance Storm, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, uh, Tommy Dreamer, and uh, Paul Heyman. Um, but Taz felt that uh, him and Sabu should probably yeah. have been tagged as well. Um, well. I also feel Raven and Terry Funk could have been tagged in the Sandman, Stevie Richards. You know, mainly, but um, Devon don't tag anyone. Yeah, Devon, he's there. Just don't tag yeah, anyone. Thought... Would have been the safest. It's it's um, yeah, it's kind of hard to to kind of get the balance. I think um, you just didn't need to tag any of them really. I I mean I I I don't quite get. I mean I understand the whole kind of you know you didn't tag them, but I mean they're they're front and center in the video. You know, it's not as if they're rewriting history and it's not as if Taz and Sabu weren't a big part of the show. So, yeah, and I know I get that, but it's, it's just, um, I mean, everyone like deserves to be tagged. Don't get me wrong, but it's very much like, come on, you've sort of swerved the main events or the main eventers here. I mean, Shane Douglas wasn't tagged. Yeah, you sort yeah, of. Yeah, no the title match was tagged. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a bit like the the, the the dream feud between Dreamer and Raven. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bit kind of obvious the ones that sort of were and weren't, you know. But I mean, you say that, but I mean, Bubba Ray's not a a fed guy, is he? I mean, Devon's yeah, I mean, the one fucking producer there, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess um, different relationships, isn't it? It's, um, 
Yeah. That's great, but that was interesting. But yeah, but go um, if you haven't seen it, or you haven't seen it in a little while, go check it out, then listen to um, our podcast afterwards. Available in the archives. It is free. Everything is free. But um, yes, that's all good. But um, yeah, this week, um, we have a busy, busy show as we look at episodes 299, 300, and 301 of ECW Hardcore TV. And as you probably heard, episode 300 pop up there, which means we've got our Mount Rushmore, which for those that don't know, every 25 episodes of the TV, we do the people that we think have stood out so we can look back at some of our picks from the past, our predictions, and what our um, most standouts were in the last 25, as well as Jay's match pick of the week. Absolutely. And do you know something else that's quite iconic at this point, quite quite um, important for us to note and to, to, to reflect on for a second? I'll be doing the Hall of Fame and not mentioning ECW. Uh, no, didn't, didn't see that and didn't realize that, but, um, fair enough. Um, (laughs) so we are, as you said, uh, looking at all the hardcore TVs, specials and pay-per-views in between from episode one, all the way to 401. Um, and this week we're looking at 301, which means we are three quarters of the way through. Our run of ECW. We're in the last 100 episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. And when I was doing the Mount Rushmore today, I did have this whole nervous moment that we've only got a couple more to do. And uh, we'll have to do our Mount Rushmore of ECW. Super Invaders. (laughs) Super Invaders. Super Destroyers. That's true, yes. Super Invaders were um, WCW, I think. Um, <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Hercules was a Super Invader. When he came out and teamed up with Vader or something. That's for Harley Race. It's, it's weird, the stuff I watch. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Super yes, yes uh, still, um, spoilers, um, the longest-running ECW Tag Team Champions. And I think they might be that way forever. They they may yeah. well be. I, the way the wrestling business is, you never know, really. You could always come back. No, that's that's absolutely true. But um, uh, it doesn't look like the Dudleys are going to beat them either on um, a single run or the uh, cumulative when you add up all of their runs together. Um, that's true. Unless, of course, something very weird happens in the wrestling world. Which it always could not be the first time. It always could. Right, so episode 299 from the 17th of January, 1999. Or as I like um, to call it, still guilty as charged. Uh, yeah, it's basically just a complete recap show. Uh, I didn't see anything new came no. out from this. It's, it's just basically by the pay-per-view. Yep. So that's all that is. It's not really worth talking about. If you want to have using pay-per-view... Check out last week's show. We go into a lot of depth and details of opinions, and it's probably better than us talking about still photos. Hundred percent, definitely worth checking out. Available in the archives. It is available in the archives. So we go to episode three hundred, uh, which is on the twenty fourth of January, nineteen ninety nine. Um, it kicks off with the Dudley Boys, very powerful promo. I thought basically saying the public enemy of pretty much WCW sold out, 
and aren't here. Um, he said, in all seriousness, he feels bad for the arena because they deserved this match. They deserved this match. And um, sort of just said, look, we're not going to stick around. See you later. And left. So it's a really good promo. Um, you know, calling out the public enemy, public enemy not answering. Why would they answer? They're on six-figure contracts um, in WCW where they get to, you know, safely wrestle. They don't have to come in and fight in some ramshackled whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> now, there is an answer to this for maybe the first time since we've played this game, but Dudley boys, heel or face? Um, they're, they're heel. They're they're, heel. I mean, they, they're, they are. They're, 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 they're super heel. heel through through. White hot heat. So why are you cutting a baby face promo, which I, I know you then kind of, you know, bait and switch and try and, and hook the crowd with, but... Um, I think that's you know, it. I, I think because they are such dicks and they are such super heels... The idea of them doing this makes you sort of sit there and think, oh, this must be legit because they wouldn't have done it otherwise. But I don't need them to be legit. They're the heels. So, you know, this whole kind of we've never lied to you and we're here and blah, blah, blah. What does any of that do for the Dudleys? You can do the they're too chicken shit to turn up. Yeah. You know, they're too busy, you know, kissing Bischoff's ass and, you know, all the rest of it. All of those, you could do all of that all night long. Apparently, the queue for Space Mountain was too long. They couldn't get hit. Any of that. But you don't have to do the earnest kind of, you know, you deserve this match. And we're here for this match. We've never lied to you. So, you know, they're not here tonight. Why? Yeah, to the I mean point... To the point where it's like, you know, I don't need your applause. You know, don't don't try to do this tweener shit. You've, you're doing so well as, as like really hot heels that people want to see. Um, and it just, it, I, I didn't get the earnestness. I didn't understand why it was needed. I still don't understand why that was needed. Um, because you didn't need them to be, you know, honest and speak from the heart and, and all the rest of it. You need them to be the dicks that they are. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. It's they, weird, but they do this, didn't they? Well, they, they did it with um, the Tommy Dreamer, with the, the granddad bit. They decided to suddenly sort of pull out from what they were doing and then suddenly be all like, look, we know we're enemies, but, you know, yeah, but I mean, I, I I can almost forgive that one, and it's hard to. But you were taking a backseat. You weren't, you know, white hot at that point. You weren't heated up. You didn't have anything big going on yourself, and you took a backseat because you kind of going. Even the villainous Dudley boys want to say, you know, it's it. We're we're here for you, and we respect you. However. You're, you're transferring all of that onto to just incredible is going to come out and then be the little shit about it. So I get that, but this one was even weirder. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. 
minute. I didn't have as big an issue, but I, I get what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, looking back is sort of, it gets counterproductive and sort of confusing. So we'll revisit on the next one because I think the next one's done well. I just yeah. don't think this one, I, I don't get this one. Yeah, but this it might be a difference between legit, they have sort of fucked you over and no-showed to... But, I, I lose but you're of, the heels. I know, but I lose kind of time track with this because I get... Um, I don't know which ones. This must just be a show, isn't it? I don't even know if this is before. I I'm guessing this, I reckon think, it's before the pay-per-view. I don't know. I think both of these are from House Party 99. And I okay, think... So you think that they come out at the very beginning of the show. Yeah. And then they come out later on to take so the So, spoilers, later on, because their whole thing is we're going, we're done. And yeah. the promo later is the Dudley boys have gone. Okay, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, And, and, and then they, they come in dressed as public enemy. Um, so I think it's a bait and switch in that point. I think it's two promos of the same night. Yeah, um, it works. But... That is, you know, again, I, 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 which means all of this is a lie because they are in the building, but that's a different thing. Um, mm. They don't know that. Um, but yeah, I just don't understand why you do the whole kind of, we've never lied to you. You know, we're here. We want to fight. They're not. It's, it's not heel stuff. Be the heels like they are later on. Be the heels. You don't need to do the earnest stuff. You need to do the, you know, two chicken shits turn up, I'm out of here. Yeah. There's no reason me being here because, you know, the only reason I came down to this dump is because those two, I wanted to beat the shit out of those two. They're not here. I'm gone. Yeah, no, that would have been stronger. It makes makes a lot of sense. Oh, uh, so they left? They did. We then got our first match. Uh, Skullbone Crush is back. Skullbone Crush... Enjoy spitting at people. Which, um, people yes. Which is a bit, people don't read really to enjoy. So he spat at basically Hat Man, which seemed, I felt like he legit like, spat at him because Hat Guy seems fucking furious. And, um, yeah, you think it's a shoot spit rather than a work spit? I think it is because Judge Jeff Jones comes out. Yeah. And begins to start to do his promo. Skull spits at him. Yeah. And he basically just almost seems like he just basically cuts his promo and he's like, fuck you, here comes the man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it felt like there was more of a promo. He spat at him. He kind of looked at him. He looked fuming. And he was basically like, do you know what? You're guilty as charged. Fuck you. Kind of here comes Sid. And Sid, you know, basically beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. Now, Judge Jeff Jones. Yeah. Face or heel? <sighs> this, this is so hard because... <laughs> I, I I'll stop think, asking at some point, I promise. But fuck me. Well, I, I don't understand. I think he's a face in the sense that Sid's so over. So... He sort of gets it as a character. But he wasn't... But Sid wasn't meant to be over, was he? Um, I think so. 
he came out and crushed Cronus. There's, there's, there's not been anything that puts Cronus as a heel. Yeah, we can't gauge Cronus as anything. Cronus is just fodder at this point. He's not like anything. So I think. Okay. He's so my my. Mm. So I. So is he like is Sid a face? Because Spike Dudley didn't automatically come out and beat him. Could you imagine? But isn't this the, the polar opposite of how you can bring someone in, not completely squash them, and it benefits you? I mean, Mabel, you know, could have done this. You could have had Mabel yeah. versus Big Sal in a whole sort of big boy match. You could have um, done this with like one man gang. Could have come out as a bit of extreme kind of legend type situation. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could have done with them, and this sort of really highlights it because you basically just treated it. I know, obviously, he's a slightly different caliber because he's sort of you know headlined loads of WCW pay per views and WrestleMania and all this. But um, yeah, just to treat it differently, I think has massive effects. But that Sid really is like. I mean, he's not someone that you would think would be over in ECW. I mean, he's got, without seeming insulting, he's, he's got a minimal work rate. He, he's not the kind of guy that generally the ECW crowd likes. You know? He, yeah. He's sort of a massive superstar who's not a great worker as such. So you wouldn't think, like, they would necessarily get behind him. But he is like, I mean, him having no music against like genius. I mean, he is in a lot of ways, um, you know, an incredibly well. Uh, he's an upgrade on, but he's he's it's the same nine one one model that 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 got nine one one over so well. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, you know, they're, they're, they're playing to what they know that the fan base liked previously. But yeah, it's yeah, weird. No. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's that point of, um, you know, it's a very cool crowd who wants to shit on the big two. But the moment, like, a bona fide star from the big two come in, they're all over it. Yeah, no, it, it, it is massively that, you know, it, a bit similar to the AEW stuff, isn't it? We don't need, um, you know, Fed stars. They've got enough talent. They've got unsigned tablet. It's amazing. Oh, here comes Rusev. Oh, my God, it's completely different because he wasn't full potential there. And, you know, he's, he's amazing. His T-shirt says you know no mean? BS. That stands for Big Show. Yeah, that big show turning up in AEW. Oh my god, it's different though because you know he's only headlined like one WrestleMania. He's treated different this time. He'll be a megastar. Like if Brock Lesnar turned up in AEW, they'd lose their shit. Yeah, it's fact. Uh, fact. Christian Cage. Yeah, yeah. So I, a lot of companies sort of do this. Impact are different. They were just desperate to have anyone. Bless them. Uh, but it was always more of a, a theme park attraction. So. Just say the name that you knew. Um, but yeah, so basically, yes, it just absolutely murders him. 
and looks like a million bucks and marches on. Yeah. And I feel like if Taz wasn't the world champion, they might have pushed him to a world title situation very quickly. But I just don't think they wanted him anywhere near Taz. They've been very good at not overly hot-shotting people into that championship picture just because they've come out. Um, so, I mean, even with, with Steve Austin, you know, he was he's probably the closest to kind of just suddenly into the picture um, yeah. for quite a while, at least. I mean, I, you know, Ron Simmons, I suppose, kind of came in and challenged straight away. Um, but, yeah, they've been pretty good at, at, at not kind of um, doing that kind of, you know, balance and push uh, for people, um, which which I, which I appreciate because it's kind of you know again that kind of like oh and they're here and therefore so uh, yeah hundred yeah. percent that's good that happens uh, we get an interview with Chris Candido and Tammy um, Tammy's eating she's... a banana yeah she's eating a banana I mean which is funny because it looks like a penis. I mean, this was a fairly sloppy promo. I expected more from Candido, if I'm honest. Basically says that Shane didn't find his actions funny and Taz won't tonight. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was an attempt at intensity, but it didn't quite work for me. Um, and Tammy just seems to have lost all of the star power that she had. Um, Originally turning up. I mean, yeah. My my thing is, I think more than like all of it. I, I think, as we've said, like obviously both um, massive Chris Candido fans from what we've seen of him in this time. He's a, he's been a standout, and I felt like this this should have been his moment. Paper uh, promo, you know. This was his. You've been holding me back. I'm the main. I should always be a main eventer. Taz. I'm going to do what Shane Douglas couldn't do, and that's beat you tonight. Do you know what I mean, this was his moment, and instead it was just a sloppy, in and out the hallway kind of promo. He didn't really say anything. Didn't really say he's going to beat up Shane Douglas. It just felt a bit like, oh. And this should have been the, oh my god, we hear from Chris Candido, who's just turned on his best friend, and he's got a world title match. That's, yeah. that's what it felt like, but um, so that happened. Um, the rematch, Tajiri versus Super Crazy. Again, super hard to break down everything that happened. Just know that it's brilliant, and if you love the pay-per-view, you'd love this. Yeah, I mean, they they have such a good energy together. They, they click so well. Um, uh, super Crazy picks up the win, um, so they're, they're one apiece. Yeah, exactly, so decent match. Uh, interview with Lance Dorm and Tammy Lynn Bitch. Hopefully, Dorm Marie soon. Basically, I was thinking 99... that must be soon. Yeah, the jokes run. It's Colson. They're not even feuding. So literally, sort of, it's non-existent now. But um, yeah, basically, says that 1999 is going to be his year, and he doesn't have any sort of crappy blonde tag team partners holding him back. Which obviously a, a shot at Candido and Jericho. Yeah, which was funny. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not. I, the, the Jericho one's an interesting one, isn't it? Well, it's left to your interpretation. I think it was sort of done like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and I guess that's my issue with it in the sense of, um, you know, that's that's either clever or just gone over everyone's head, and it yeah, just feels like a really weird. Know. Yeah, um, yeah, because because Jericho had been fairly, he'd been really hot in WCW at this point. Yeah, and uh, you know, we speculated on an earlier one because because. Candid, uh, Lance Storm was talking about someone in WCW, you know, getting buried and because he wouldn't sign a contract, which we assumed was Jericho because he's what eight months, nine months away from from turning up yeah. as Y2K, Y2J, sorry. Um, yeah, so yeah, it does seem like he's kind of shouting out his mate, um, but it's it's ridiculously inside. I mean, you know, I don't know how, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I, I, you know, maybe it's not as inside, but I, I, I never got the impression that, um, the thrill seekers were an incredibly well-known team even today. So, yeah, you know, 99 kind of, you know, the whole kind of, we used to be a tag team in, in smoky mountain called the thrill seekers. And, that's what I mean by my partner who's blonde and he's over there now doing that. And just, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, um, feels very niche as a comment feels very kind of, um, inside. Defo. Um, we have Bill Alfonso and RVD. Bill Alfonso is about to talk. Then RVD basically interrupts him. Does a complete Bill Alfonso impression and just screams into the mic for a little bit. And then it ends. So, where did you get the impression that Fonzie knew that that RVD was going to jump in and do a, a Bill Alfonso impression? Uh, no, I, I I looked at it and and you know he he looked as if he was going to kind of break a couple of times, so I thought yeah. it was done as a rib in, in regards to him him not being aware that RVD was going to jump in and and do his best Fonzie impression. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. It wasn't bad. It was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was quite funny. I mean, they basically just they have to get RVD in constantly, don't they? He's yeah. obviously like you know he's, he's a mega star at this point, and will continue to be for many years. But um, yeah, they just need him on TV because I think he's one of those. If he's not, people would be like oh, RVD weren't there. Yes. So um, Taz versus Chris Candido for the ECW World Title. Shane Douglas basically comes out straight away, attacks Candido with a chair. Takes him out and then challenges Sabu. Well, not Sabu, challenges Taz even. Um, Sabu's nowhere to be seen. Yes. So, because um, we've moved on from that, obviously. Um, the So, Francine gets in the ring, fights off Sonny. I'm sorry, Tommy Vincich. Um, yeah. However, then gets broken up, kind of really manhandled in the corner by Shane Douglas, who then sends yeah. her to the back. Yeah, I feel that's slightly over the top. Uh, and then cuts a promo saying, you know, the, the ECW championship was never about that. It was never about TNA. Um, I just felt really weird. I, I did. I felt like um, he's kind of really unnecessarily burying Francine. 
yeah, I, we're, we're doing so much for each other. Yeah. That it felt really awkward that they would sort of, he would say, it's not, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, people have helped him sort of maintain his title and all that. I don't know, it just seemed very weird for him to be overly aggressive. I mean, it's it's weird because and... it's kind of a heel turn, uh, a face turn for him. But um, <clears throat> he's turning on Francine, who who comes across, uh, you know, and, and maybe this is my own biases because, you know, everyone knows I, 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 I absolutely love her. Sassy brunette, but um, it, it, it felt that she was the sympathetic character in it, even though he's the one who's turning face by kind of separating or teasing a separation with Francine. Mm, even though she stays with him right till he leaves, so I found it weird. Yeah, so it was all. But, um... It was just all very strange. I didn't get what it was and just the absolute you know running running down of of her the rest of the promo he cuts about yeah. you know uh candido getting involved and that's bullshit i will ignore the fact that you called him out but all right um i don't need people to run in and um you know do that and, and you know keep my title by doing that you know i, I i'm a I, I don't you know that was that was Ravens thing. I didn't need to do that. Um, uh, I didn't need to swing a, a, a stick around to to make myself the world champion. Um, oh, there was someone else he buried as well. Uh, Sandman, uh, Raven, and I think there was someone else that he he, he kind of yeah. I, I put the. Um... Digs on Raven and Sandman. I didn't catch anyone else. I think there was one I after. I think there was a third one. Um, but it was, you know, let's wrestle. Let's let's give the fans a, a match that they can be proud of. And um, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was better than their pay-per-view match. Do you know what? I, I, I completely agree with you. I think it was better than their pay-per-view match. I do still feel that they never really clicked for some reason. And I don't mm. know whether it's just because, you know, they, they, they do the outside and the, the, the governs kind of thing. Um, but I, it, it just feels like it's not, they've never had the match that I feel they should have. If that makes sense. Yeah. But it was a good, yeah, I mean, no, it was a good match. It just, I, I, I always felt that they had, a better match in them. And for whatever reason, it never really, and it could be because of injuries and it could be because of, you know, a thousand reasons, but for whatever reason, it never was the, the classic that I was waiting for. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair comment. It was always sort of there, but it just, yeah, they don't, they're not, um, <clears throat> they were sort of great sort of, Enemies, but not great dark yeah. partners. If you if you were talking about their feud, you'd have to say it's one of the hottest feuds in ECW history. However, it's a promo yeah, feud rather than a match feud. They did a great job yeah, talking they... at each other. But yeah. You know, I just... And again, that's not... 
an insult. It's just a credit to the other matches they've had with other people. But yeah, it's just sort of um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, their, but, their their chemistry whilst on the mic was was you know palpable for whatever. And again, you know, not bad matches in any way, shape, or form. Um, this one was, but I you know I do I do agree. I felt this one was better than the pay per view one. Um, I think what helped that is you know the Sabu and um, Chris Candido rubbish wasn't in there, yeah, which for me detracted heavily from the last match. Um, but yeah, just not quite to the 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 level I was I was hoping for, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, Taz did win. <clears throat> it's pointed out in the next episode, but it's relevant here. This is Taz's first pinfall victory since he came back from his broken neck. Mm. Every other victory has been by submission. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. It's just something you just don't ever really think about. But no. yeah, I say, that's a yeah, move over, I guess. Every other victory he's had is, um, they've tapped he's out or passed out with the, um, tapped submission. Yeah. Yeah. So it's first pinfall victory. Um, we get a please don't go chant. Obviously, rumours that Shane's either leaving for WCW or that he is retiring. They talk about retiring, but I think he's just leaving for WCW because he does leave for WCW. <laughs> so he'd be probably in talks at this point. So I think soon after living dangerously, he's gone. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. There's the end of the episode, which takes us to the 31st of January, 1999, episode 301. Um, show kicks off a promo from Taz, basically calling out everyone, Rock Hogan. And he sort of makes a fair point because it's kind of weird. He's basically just, he's sort of there sort of about saying about the Rock, about everything's been handed to him and all this and all that. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he sort of dicks about Hogan. He's just like, seriously, do you think Hogan can beat me? Um, also calls out anyone from the UFC. So he's going for basically the the baddest motherfucker in the industry angle. Yep. And why not? Yeah, and it's it's you know fine. Um, uh, it's it's always a weird flex in these things of you know this pretty boy's had everything handed to him. It, it's it's a work, brother. You 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 kind of got it handed to you in a certain amount as well. Um, but you know that's yeah. that's a that's a different thing. Um, you know, I, I get his point, and uh, this was uh, so. This was halftime heat kind of time, wasn't it, with him and mankind? Um, so corporate rock um, wrestling in his tracksuit because he just had pectoral surgery, kind of um, yeah, time. Mankind, we pointed out mankind. Well, it's not. I'm not sure if it's halftime. Doesn't he drop it? But doesn't he drop it to, to The Rock? He does. I'm not sure if that's at the Royal Rumble, though. Might be. Might be. But it's it's that corporate... Or is it? Or is that Royal Rumble gone? Wait. No. Oh, I'm trying to think, because Beyond the Mat... Is Beyond the Mat just filmed all over the place? This all just sort of clicked to me. You know, I said about how years don't make any sense. Yeah. Because Beyond the Mat is basically Terry Funk winning the ECW title. Halftime Heat is January the 31st, 
Okay. But isn't it also the Rock versus Mankind Raw Rumble match? Yes. There's a massive like two year difference in between the parallel stories. Mankind. Well, Mankind basically won the world title two weeks ago, didn't he? Or a week ago. Or, well, three, four weeks ago yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, he loses it, I guess, at the Royal Rumble. The I Quit match is Royal Rumble 99. Yeah, which has to be like January. That's be any time. Uh, 26th of January, it looks like. So, half-time heat just happened afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. So, yeah, so, yeah, Beyond the Mat was filming all. That's wild, isn't it? I never really thought about Beyond the Mat just being so out of squiff. This is part of why I think my times are gone with this, and I said nothing adds up in my head. Because they're showing a 97 story with a 99 story. <laughs> Ugh. So, um, yeah, so Taz calls everyone out. <laughs> yeah, it's the short answer. And and The Rock we, might be what was starting to kind of come into his own and therefore maybe not. You know, the, this yeah, pretty boy has been handed everything. What's my point? Yeah, Raw's Ro- fucking shit hot at this point. It just is. Um, Taz versus Shane Douglas from last week, pretty much the whole match again. Obviously, we've just spoken about that. We then get RVD and Sabu defending their titles against Balls Mahoney and Axel Rodden. Now, continuing... Um, from last week or the week before, Axel and Bulls moshing in the ring to RBD's music is just yeah. great. Yeah. It just it just is, isn't it? They're just sort of so cool and they're enjoying themselves. They're they're there for a laugh. You know, they know it's a good song. They know everyone's singing along. You know, just just really funny that they just kind of like just like having a little dance yeah it just sort of just shows how great the song is as yeah. well isn't it and just sort of there. Yeah, the, the, the you know that played at a good volume in a room where everyone's singing along exactly um yeah not bad match fairly, fairly decent match can't complain about it uh no surprise rvd and sabu do pick up the win but overall yeah, no real qualms of this match. It was it was nice. Yep. Thoughts or just yeah? No, there's not much to say. You know, it's it's um, solid enough match. Um, they big up the 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 ending because them jumping off and going through the tables is the first time he's done it since he almost lost an eye doing it the last time. Um, uh, but yeah, um, and I guess the only other point for me was. Um, the FTW Championship was an absolute afterthought. This so is true, but it does come back. Comes out with you know, so Fonzie's carrying it. Um, the announcer doesn't recognise it, although it is on the, the the Chiron. It is on kind of the the stuff on the screen. Yeah, just just weird. Yeah. Uh, promo from Steve Prezak. He's basically complaining about he doesn't get any big interviews and get any interviews. 
He's super, super crazy, super crazy, speaks in fluent Mexican, and Steve just agrees. Quite right. Simple. Um, we then get an in-ring promo from Joe Gurton of the Dudleys, who basically come out dressed as the public enemy. Uh, I watched the real version on Daily Motion, coming out to Hot Stepper, which is always <laughs> fun. As um, so they come out dancing to that, they get in the ring. Um, again, serious promo, basically running down the public enemy. So it starts with your 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 heel heat. So yeah, so they yeah. they you know Dudleys have gone. Public enemy aren't here. Let me tell you stories about public enemy. I sat there and blah 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 blah, and you know I saw and you know the the they'd come back to this building and the rats that are still where they are and they call out you know some young woman who the crowd seemed to uh, feel. <laughs> that must do it. That that is like <laughs> it shouldn't have been funny. Yeah, because in hindsight it's bang out of order, but it was like. Really funny that she's still here. Yeah. <laughs> and just, this poor woman just sitting there. It's up there with the um, the famous was it Impact Cage match where he says, "Look at the horror." Because he says, "Look at the whore." And it goes to the crowd. <laughs> Look at the horror yeah. in the Raven, the Raven match. But um, yeah, this is up there with that. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it shouldn't be funny, but it, yeah, it it, so, it caught me. Um, just very strange, but um, uh, yeah, and then and then the music hits, and out come Bubba and Devon dancing away. Um, and, yeah. and the promo they cut's pretty scathing, you know. It's um, you know, they they take the piss of Rocker Rock's age and Johnny Grun's weight and various other things, and you know, it is it's snug. Um, Bubba breaks out his two step. We've not seen him do since, well, the public enemy, I think. Um, so yeah, it was it was um, it was good, and then we got the the big reveal. Uh, we we did basically um, the real public enemy. The music hit; they appeared, and they are there. And the crowd did. And they sort of do lose their mind for him. I think. Yeah, I think it was done um, so well enough that you would. You know, I, I was impressed with this. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just liked it. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, very outspoken. We both are not really fans of the public enemy. I, I kind of thought they were a bit shitty. You know, nothing's changed to that standpoint. But, you know, Interested to um, sort of see how this plays out. I know it doesn't play out too well. There's shoot interviews, there's clips on YouTube of of Bubba being not best pleased about these. But um, no, you may maybe yeah, in a slight position of blink and you miss it. Um, yeah, but it was, it was a good ending all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean it was a good it was a good moment. Um, uh, Rocker Rock looked well up for it. Um, yeah. Johnny Grunge a little less, but you know, quite you know. But Rocco, we've always we always liked Rocco, yeah. didn't we? Rocco's the one we always said we seemed pretty cool. Oh, the old Grunge. cheater kid. Yeah, uh, and and from all the interviews and all the rest of it, that's that seems to be echoed um, between the two. Um, 
but uh, yeah, no, it was um, it was it was a nice enough touch. It was, and that takes the end of the show. Weird to see Public Enemy back in an ECW ring. It is, and it's gonna be weird to see just everything with it all. But um, it's fun, nonetheless. It's it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's different for the Dudley. It takes them away from their their usual, and it, it's a feud that doesn't require titles for a nice. So it's a good sort of break, sort of forum. Absolutely. Um, and that takes us to Mount Rushmore time, I believe. Before we do anything else, so we do your match of the week at the end after okay. this. But, um, yeah, last time my picks were RVD, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso, Taz, Chris Candido, Dudley Boys. Your picks were RVD, Sabu, and Fonzie, Dudley Boys, Taz, Shane Douglas, and Francine. My prediction was Shane Douglas will be back on both our lists. Not that confident. And your prediction was just simply just incredible. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So I will go first. My first pick um, is Lance Storm. It's a good shout. Not my list, but it's a good shout. I, I feel like I feel like he's massively grown. Um, his story's slightly inconsistent. But he has had stories. I feel he's grown, I said, grown hugely. And the main standout for me is how many match of the weeks you've picked with yep. him. So for me to sort of ignore him when every week we're almost basically shouting out how about he's having the best match on the show, I kind of felt a bit like it's staring me in the face that he has to be on this somewhere because he's clearly doing something right if he's match of the week pretty much every week. So Lance Storm's my number one pick. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good shout. And, um, you know, again, the criteria for for um, the Rushmore is not about wrestlers we like or don't like. It's about wrestlers who are ever-present on TV. Um, and for me, you know, and I, I mentioned before we started recording, um, I feel mine's almost like a very generic list. Um, uh and and because of that, Lance Dom isn't on there because I think you're right. He's been ever present, and every time he's been on TV, he's um, really kind of um, flown with it. But um, he's not been in the high profile stuff and hasn't got as much TV time as some of the others. So my first one is going to be the incredible, obviously well, obvious one of um, Arvi doing Sabu with Fonzie. Um, you know, just just all over TV. You know, even to the point where they put the titles back on them because they just worked so well. Um, they've been involved in pretty much everything that's hot for the last, well, over 25 episodes. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's more than fair, really. Um, my, my sec, do you want to give your second? Yeah, I'll, I'll continue yeah, the obvious. Um, and um, I'm going to make your prediction one step closer, maybe the only step closer. Um, I, I did go with Franchise and Francine. Um, even when off injured, he was on as commentator. Um, I don't think this has been his best 
25. I think that was possibly the 25 beforehand. Um, but he, you know, has only just dropped the belt. He has been involved in, in all sorts, sometimes to the detriment potentially of the triple threat or the story or whatever else. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've leaned heavily on him. Um, I still believe they should have taken the belt off of him at Wrestlepalooza. Uh, rather than have him carry it yep. injured for all that time. Um, I'm even more of that opinion now that we've seen how the FTW belt kind of plays through to to, to date, at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, he's still, he's still a captivating son of a bitch. Um, yeah, Shane Douglas is on my list. Um, Ooh, your is prediction reasons- came true. <laughs> no, right. No, but it's all the reasons you just said. I mean, he's been limited in the matches that he's had, but his promo work has been outstanding. It, you know, no question, it was the hottest feud of the last 25. And a lot of the shows were built around this feud. So it kind of felt stupid that he wasn't a part of it. So, yeah, Shane Douglas, easy for me, is on this. For me, as well. Um, the next. The next one on my list is I went for just incredible. Um, I just, I, I just see him continue to grow. You know, and again, he's he's not part of the hottest feud, but he's part of the second hottest feud, maybe with him and Tommy Dreamer. Yep. Again, some some great segments. Um, he, he's got a whole sort of crew around him that rotates and he's bringing people in to help him and they're having these sort of like just different matches and brawls and stuff and um, yeah I, I, I love everything he's doing at this point so again he, he's on most weeks and I think he's a standout um, I agree and and making my uh, my prediction come true uh, he is also on mine um, he is um you know the, the the rocket they've attached to him um, has been uh, incredible to watch. You know they, they they really can when they zero in on someone, they really can kind of move him through the ranks quite quickly. Um, you know it wasn't long. Uh, yeah, probably the last Rushmore we were talking about. You know him trading victories with with um, uh, with Jerry Lynn in those first couple of matches yeah. um, and, and then moving yeah. into a feud with Mikey Whitbreck and not quite understanding why Jerry Lynn had to take the loss straight away when you could have, anyway, and all of that. Um, but since then, you know, his, his entourage has continued to grow and move. Um, jazz is a great addition as we'll see. Um, uh, you know, the stuff with Sandman, um, you know, being able to have the bragging rights of beating the Sandman out of ECW, taking the cane, the evolution going forward, now into a feud with, back into a feud with Tommy Dreamer. Um, we referenced before about the feud with him over the the dead granddad and the disrespect for the punk. Some of Beulah, McGill- Beulah McGillicutty's best work on the whole way out. Um, that promo, I thought, still think was yeah. really, really good. Um, and he does, he, he just, he continues to grow and there is a, star power to him that you can feel it's tangible um he is precocious he is a brat he is an arsehole um you do want to watch him get his comeuppance um 
and and for all of those reasons, I think he's a he's a good uh, position to be on here. Yeah, massively. Um, who is your? Final... <laughs> so I will give an honourable mention to those Darn Dudleys. Um, whether it was him or whether whether it was them or credible was was really up and down for me. I think the thing that frustrated me um, about the Dudleys over this period is that they won a lot of championships and lost them straight away. Um, they feel as if, you know, every time they get a good head of steam and some good heat, something happens to kind of cut them off slightly, uh, which is why we're credible over them. Uh, but my number four, um, you know, is, is the guy that, that hit, did the hit, did the crime and therefore did the time. Um, uh, I went for Taz. Um, you know, it's, it, it, the show's been built around him ever since the beginning of, of 1998. Um, he is absolutely built to be the, 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 the biggest, meanest, scariest motherfucker in the place. Um, although only five for eight, I think he said in the promo this week. But, um, you know, just absolutely, um, you know, the, the path of rage is, is in well and truly form. Um, some disappointing moments, you know, the, the FTW Championship's been a, a horrific realization for me. Um, I, yeah. in my mind, it was far bigger and far more important than the belt that he really just looks as if he can give a fuck about. Um, and I'm, I, I hope to see it kind of, you know, play out fully. But um, yeah, who can stop stop the path of rage? Not me. Yeah, I went for Taz. Um, it was so close to be between Taz and the Dudleys. And it, it does come down to a consistency thing. Because every time, obviously, we do it, we check the results and all this. And if I see there's a Duddy Boy segment, I think I get more excited over that than pretty much anyone else's segments at the moment. Because I, I think they're promos are just straight yep. fire they are so good they're heat seekers they're amazing but like you said the consistency of them winning the tag team titles and literally losing them again to win them back again straight away they're losing you know i mean it's that which it does get noticed and it is sort of a bit like oh when taz um he just is the man at the moment he's the world heavyweight champion he's a killer um he did the crime he basically like him against shane douglas been building for ages yeah it happened. He pretty much destroyed him twice. And, um, yeah, how can he not be, really? Yep, I agree. So, um, yeah, apart from Lance Storm, RVD, Sabu, and Fonzie, exactly the same list. Interesting. Yeah. So, it's a fairly interesting. Bit of bit of consistency, bit of filtering out. Uh, another shout-out, House Party 99. Steve Carino made his debut against Chris Chetty. Crazy, isn't it? So he has arrived with his old school style. So that's a thing. That's exciting. I think he's on TV in about two, three weeks' time. Where he might bump into the man. So that'd be interesting. Uh, any predictions for the next one? Uh, what, I was going to say, what are your predictions? Um, uh, um, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say the Dudley boys mm-hmm. will be back. I think the Dudley boys will be back on the list. And I'm trying to think who else is around. 
that could change it. Do you want to say, I'm going to say the Dudley boys on the list and I'm going to throw out someone who hasn't quite emerged yet. And I'm going to say the impact players will be on the list. I think that's a good shout. I was trying to do the maths in my head as to when we see some players make an impact. (coughs) Yeah. I mean, you're begging for it just to to, to amalgamate those into one of your slots rather than having them as two. Um, (laughs) I um, feel fairly confident in saying that I don't think Francine will reappear on the uh, heartbreaking to say that I don't I think this is probably Francine's last appearance on the the, the Rushmore um, we'll wait and see but I, 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 I don't know whether she's going to ever kind of get back to that um, I'm going to uh, segueing into my match of the, the, the week um, I'm going to say Tajiri I, I'm going to be interested to see where Tajiri comes on it. Oh, great shout. Um, because my match of the week again for the second week in a row is going to be super crazy versus Tajiri. Um, a very different match from the last one. I loved the fact that, you know, they told a completely different story. Um, and, you know, just the chemistry these two have is is just off the charts. Um, it wasn't as hard a pick this week as it has been in others. Um, we weren't blessed with quite the same level of uh, matches. You know, Skull Von Crush versus Sid was was you know close, but um, you know it didn't it didn't kind of bless me in the same sort of way. Again, Taz and Shane Douglas isn't bad. It's just I feel that there was a better match in them than than we got, um, and for that reason, um, yeah. Uh, Super Crazy versus Tajiri would be my match of the week. Um, love that. Um, if you have a different match of the week or anything else, you can get involved at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram. We'll be doing all things extreme. Obviously, we've loved all the barely legal chat this week as well as the RVD Hall of Fame and everything else that's been going on. Please like, subscribe, share, and do everything else you need to do. Appreciate all the support as we relive the revolution is ECW. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week.